Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance are you hitting me first? You already hit. I got hit. Things have been hit. Okay. So big news. The big news today was that we did 5% Friday. Did we preview what that was last yep. time? Yep. Exactly. Okay. So in case you don't know, it basically came from Creativity Inc., which is Pixar. And they got everyone together because they were trying to reduce their movie budgets by 12%. And the leadership didn't have answers. So they said, hey, let's just ask everyone. So this morning we got all of F9. Not all because we got some remote people together. And just had a brainstorming section session. Let everyone talk, bring up ideas, and uh, I thought it went well. Now everyone's just working on implementing those ideas. Yeah, it was super productive. Everybody was excited. Everybody was motivated. The guys are on a mission. You could just tell. Uh, there was people like broke into separate groups after the meeting, and uh, I think we're on the right track here. There was already even some comments going on in the firm of, "Oh wow, that folder already looks better." Yeah, yeah, and more organized. Well, but once you break it down for everybody, where do we land with uh, where do we land with things that we're going to do tasks? Yep. yep. So a couple of big things was um, cities, especially like from Denver to Boulder to Lakewood to Longmont, have different requirements, and we see that have different particularities. So someone said, like, could we find the best example of a multifamily for Lakewood and put it in there? A best single family of Lakewood, put it in that folder. Like, so put best examples by city in different folders so people can go look say okay i did a residence in boulder i'm going to go look at the best example for residents in boulder and work with that they even talked about updating it so yeah exactly that's what i was hoping you'd say that is so the idea is let's say let's say you have a, a house <clears throat> we did a, we did a house i think last year the year before where this we did two houses and they were consecutive and the second one passed, went through the building department with no comments whatsoever because we, we modified uh, we modified that one based on the previous one. So the same idea applies here is let's say we get a new, like, you know, the, the building codes update or, or there's a new kind of a way they want to show you zoning drawings or something like that in Denver. Then we would just keep that project as sort of a legacy project and, and then apply those lessons learned to that project rather than bringing in a new project that's already that is going to you know do those sorts of things because we don't want to lose any of the legacy information yep and and here's an example is that there might be a new comment um like hey make sure your building complies with section whatever of this code and i remember the first time we got one the one i'm thinking about it's like what do you mean make sure it complies with this this is just telling you how to put in insulation and, and vapor barriers and stuff like that and then we came down to the conclusion like we're just going to paste that code into our document or that or that chart i think yeah, there's another chart. there's another yeah exactly and i think i showed you that chart yeah, yeah. and you know what's so funny i was looking at another architect's drawings i can't remember where or why or whatever and they had that same chart like just pasted in there so then let's say um because we, we i was talking to one of the guys and i was like oh yeah we got to find that chart and like what project is it in well now we'll know okay we're in boulder so go to that example and it should have it there so that's one big thing mm-hmm the other folder is a guy says, okay, what if I'm doing like foundations, right? And obviously it's a unique site. 
can there be a folder that just has a whole bunch of foundation details and a whole bunch of foundation plans so that you could go and you could scan through them and wrap your head around foundations and then come up with your own conclusion. So like there's going to be a folder that is just foundations. There's going to be a folder that's, you know, wall sections are going to be a folder that's, I can't even remember all the different ideas that they came up with. Any kind of typography, uh, typological, you know, like as it pertains to drawings, you know, there'll be like an elevations folder, like a sections folder, a roof, roof plans folder, stuff like that. You could, you could imagine. Right. Yeah. But the reason why we're doing that, uh, this particular one is because we'd often find ourselves kind of like all spinning around at our chairs at the same time and going, Hey, have you done a flat roof lately? Oh, I can't remember what project that was or where the folder is and if it's archived or it's not. Yeah. So we're just trying to we're just trying to centralize where all this information is so you can just point people to it so it's automatic. Yep. And then well, one of the ideas that is Lance's and what he's doing is he's doing like a project manual, right? So I'll go into that, but it's basically going to be step-by-step what you need to do. And then in the end, like, okay, after CDs, there should be like a closeout project phase. And it should probably incorporate two things. So here's a new idea. You might want to uh, write down my second idea. Oh, I, so, might, I might want to write this down, everybody. Right, write it down. So the first one that, that we already know about is that, okay, after you're done closing out, make sure that you take pertinent details and, and separate them into the folders where they need to go and update any, any sets, right? So like if you did a great like brick detail. Okay. Put that in the brick folder, right? That's your part of your close out of the project. The, um, I can see, I already freaking forgot my, my second idea. Close out. I, yeah. So you, so oh, oh, the second one is an do an AAR. Say that. Okay. Lay that out for me. Af, after actions review. Okay. So, and it, it could be as simple as like, because sometimes we work with consultants. So let's take one of your projects. It's you, Gresh, and then someone that does, um, uh, houses down in uh, down in Denver that we're sure. working with additions. Okay, after actions review, what went right, what went wrong, what can we improve, right? So that you could say, hey, this is part of our process. We were just doing an internal review, and it could just be like it could be as easy as like one sheet where it says what went wrong, what went right, what do you need to improve, and you just fill that in. So you can say, okay, uh, one thing that went wrong is that we didn't get the survey until midway through the project and that's really killing us or hey what went wrong is we started uh, framing too early drawing the framing plans and like we changed the building structure and that just crushed us or whatever it is but that we should have like a clo- in our standard document this is what you need to do when you close out a close project. out phase i like it i like it absolutely but that's after are you saying that you think it's after it's built or after it's permitted i'd say it's after permit you send out the final bill okay. when you send out the final okay. architecture bill then you close out the project and you do these Two things, three things, whatever. We'll probably come up After with the more. the permit stuff. is issued. I yeah, think, yeah. yeah. Because you got to go through the comment process. Yeah. But sometimes builders don't tell us. And I ask them like four months later, like, oh, yeah, we got that easy. Dude, we the roof's like, on. What? Dude, the roof is on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they say it, exactly. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> awesome. Well, somebody else is, uh, I don't know what the subsections are. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about that. About One of our guys is basically our BIM manager. Is you you would know him as uh, Josh from Josh Reads when he steps in for Nick, who yep. Nick reads steps up. <laughs> steps when up, we forget to send, <laughs> we forget to send Nick stuff, and then we blame it on him. He, Nick didn't get his stuff in. Oh. Um, he's going to organize all of our families, and this is something we should have done a long time ago. So what we were, what we were doing before this is we had 
One, you know, we had obviously our template file that we've talked about a million times. Um, but you can buy it at RevitFurniture.com. You can do that. You can do that. You can go right over there and purchase that, and and, and you can lift yourself up. Lift. It's called <laughs> the lift. If you want to. Shameless plugging. But, Only because it helps you. Yep. But what? But what? But what we were what we're doing now is. Uh, He's taking um. There's a bunch of one-off families that get made for every every project. A lot of them are like when we do as-built projects down in Denver, or or they're just uh like let's say we're you know we're start, as we start to do more commercial stuff, showers and stuff like that. So he's finally organizing a family folder for us. And then the but the best part about it that I liked that it helped everybody be collaborative and cohesive and, and build a team was I you know we agreed that start a word document right away. Number one, number one priority is to start a word document. So then everybody. If anybody has a request for a new family, or they want to, they want to say like, "Hey, I made a family on the on the fly. I put it in this folder. It needs to be QC'd by you, Josh. It worked for this project, but like it should become one of our standards." So then, all of a sudden, we have we have a working system for how, how to update CAD content. Yeah, and also like, if you're listening, how does this apply to you? And I want to tell you part of the process is we let the guys know a week or two ago, and then we set out a Friday. And no one is doing work. They're only doing this type of work. We and, said, do not look at your email. Yep. And one guy turned around and he goes, okay, can, we, can you just send out this one project and look over it? Because the guy has been hassling me. And I said, nope. Put all the blame on me. Tell him, like, you know, I'm being like, I don't even care. Just tell him that Al didn't do it. Whatever you got to say. And we're not doing it because this is 5% Friday. So if you're listening to this and want to do this in, in, in your firm, you could say, hey, guys, listen to this podcast, listen to this episode, whatever number it is, and then schedule it out for two to three weeks, start a folder, and then everyone can start to put in their note, like their ideas of when they think about it because they won't be the same as ours, and then have a meeting. I think this is – the best thing about this is that like um, people won't hesitate. You don't want to, okay, what should I do for this detail or what should this look like? And, and just pause and like turn their wheel a bit. Oh, I'll go to this folder. I'll look at all these examples and then I'll come up with my own solution. You know, um, I think it's just going to make us way more efficient. Absolutely. Okay. So the next part, um, we wanted just to organize the resources that we had. So there's more than these examples, but one example is we have a whole bunch of code books, um, for IBC, IRC, but then also the TJI manuals, the Simpson manuals, stuff like that. So those are all being like organized, placed in folders, old ones deleted, new ones put up. And then there's city codes. City codes. There's a lot of like uh, Denver has a has a very comprehensive uh, zoning code book that gets updated. Literally today it got updated, right? Yesterday, yeah, which yesterday. is perfect. Yesterday, May tenth, yeah. Um, and then also, uh, a lot of the guys are studying for the ARES. So like, that's what they're reading. But then we have an F9 library, meaning there's a list of books that I've already read or Lance have already read that if you want it, we will buy it for you. And then you can just have it. And if you have another idea, you can get it for approval. But, um, some of these books, I mean, we've read in college that help inform our thinking. Some of these books we read and, you know, I mention all the time. Um, but I feel like it's important for, uh, people to develop that, especially like after you get some experience and because I remember reading business books years ago and like just the input in, impact that they have now versus then is, is huge. I got an idea for you. I'm going to go off the cup. Good. So, and maybe this is for the, for the listeners too. Would you think it'd be useful <laughs> to do a inside the firm book and where, where, you know, we list, you know, like maybe there's something, the first like two or three podcasts were, you know, starting a firm. And then like, I feel like this podcast, this is like really good for a firm to do, 
to like reevaluate, sit down, ask every people, organize that stuff and have like a book that, okay, um, into like, you know, eight or 10 chapters and they all pick like the eight, the 10 best podcasts that are the most useful. But then we say like the year that we did that. <laughs> so like this chapter would be like year nine, <laughs> get everyone together and ask them how to prove <laughs> so that they could see like, oh yeah, we're doing this in year two. We're way ahead of you guys. <laughs> and then how do you, so you have the fans, followers, pick that out, vote. Which ones? It, yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. I was saying we pick it, but if they want to pick it, well, that's the that was one of the original. That's why that's exactly why we started. If you go to episode uh, one of this podcast, well, actually episode zero. If you just went to episode zero of this podcast and you re-listen to it, we set up the whole idea of like we're we're going to start from day one and try try to we tried to recount or recapture like how everything was because my we idea had was stories. We had stories. Yeah, per, yeah, yeah. I think it's not a bad idea. That's interesting. That'd be a good way to compile the book. Call yeah. it inside the firm. I already got the. I already got the pick, like the cover pick. You know, pick, it's just like that. Just the black. Just the black cover. It's called inside the firm. It looks very mysterious. Yeah. Lessons from life. I don't know something like that. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. Uh, then there was another idea to organize consultants, which I really liked. That was like that was a surprise to do. And what the so the idea was, uh, we 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 organize the consultants, put them in, put them in, rank them in, in some kind of way of like what they've what they've done, what they haven't done, what, what they would like to work with, because Alex and I consistently ask each other when we're writing putting together proposals like who'd you use for this uh, landscape, who'd you use for engineering. So now we finally have, we're going to have that in one simple folder. And I feel like I feel like as we talk about this. If anybody's listening and they go like, "Duh, we've already done that." Well, I don't know. Good, good, good for, for you. you. Good for you. Because they're ahead of but it. But don't you feel I, that's where my brain is kind of at? Is like, good oh, for man, you. Seem, good for in you. hindsight, this seems like common sense. Yes, to do. Like, wow, how did you not do this before? Well, I, is there, there's something about building a business from scratch and you know dealing with all and just running by you know flying by the seat of your pants the whole time. Yeah, and then finally getting to a point where you go, oh, okay, now let's you know. But and then also a lot of it is that consultant. I ha- I already had that. That folder is already completed. Yeah. I have it for everyone, but it was buried in our admin that like only Lance and I knew about and like is forgot about. So now it's on the public. Now everyone knows about it. And then you can go and write stuff um, because it's all internal. Like, hey, this consultant is terrible. Only use as a last resort, which I literally just wrote for one of them. Yep. This is the best. Use this person if you can. Yep. Or uh, or yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, we've used them before, but all of a sudden they took a crap and they just they're not good anymore. Or, or they're awesome. Or all of a sudden they've turned around. We gave them a second chance. I mean, they can go both ways. What I really like about it though is that once we get into construction, then then all of a sudden it turns into wow. It gets bigger and expands because like, oh yeah, we, you know we. We we got three bids from you know X Y and Z for the foundation, and here's where they all landed, pluses or minuses. You know maybe like some person was like really low, but their personality was great. Maybe somebody was right in the middle, but the personality sucks. Maybe you know etc. Yeah. Um, you should put in that folder because you know the fire consultants for the fire design. Absolutely, yep. because you got all those contacts. Get, getting those numbers in, and then Alex that would are, be great. What? I just really like this idea. Because because I can imagine myself asking you in four months, like, hey, who who do I need to get a fire bid from for the design? Well, not, but not and only, how I can just go there, right? But not only that, we have clients all the time ask us for. I do anyway, and I think you do too. Give a good simple engineer, or honestly, like, hey, you built your own house. Like, who did your who did your concrete? And I've recommended the guy, you know, same crews that did my concrete and my my framing, and it pays off. So, and then, and then, because once you, once you, but anyway, when, you know, because once you recommend those people, 
Now, if we want them to come do our project, I know for a fact they're gonna, you know, they've already actually one of the framers has already thanked me. He's like, thanks so much for all the referrals. Like we we're busy, and but we do appreciate it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the last thing is um, create a project standard. And I know a lot of firms have this, and this is great. We um, we decided to do it a little bit different, and we'll see if that works out or not. So if you haven't started one, maybe you start out this way. Because what we heard is that a lot of firms will have a project standard, but it's one huge project standard. And forever. you could you could in, you could uh, insert manual for standard in this conversation. Manual. That's a good yes. That's a good name for it. So you know how to go through these different phases. Literally like checklists. Like, did you get the survey in? Did you you know? And again, I find myself saying. Wow, are we? Why do, we're, we're just doing this now? Yes, <laughs> yes, we're just but, doing this now. So maybe that's good because I think it's. I think that's the idea. Is this is a raw podcast in that we're just telling people this is how we're just on the fly. This is what we're doing. This is how we're improving. So don't feel bad if you are twenty years down the road and you still haven't done this. Yeah. You can change any time and make it happen for yourself. Yeah. But I feel like if we, we would have done it the first. Right when we begin with, we would have been so busy doing that. We wouldn't have got work. And now we actually know what's important or not. Like we know. Absolutely. You know, we have hundreds of projects permitted and built. Um, So instead of doing, and and I talked to other people in other firms, they said the only negative about it, they said it's great is that for smaller projects, it's, it's almost too much. Like it's too much of a checklist, too much of a hassle, too much forms, too much everything. Because I think they even need to fill out, like you can leave blanks like, you know, hey, you know, write this in here. So it makes them do that, that thing or think and, about it. So that. it's more work creation. Yep. And I thought, and then Lance is like, Oh, I'm going to just do it for a house because we do a lot of it. I go, that's brilliant. Just do it for a house. And then in word, you can make things like collapse or hide, like a little, a little button, right? It, it's in the nav- navigation. Um, and say, oh, okay, let's say, let's say we are doing a multifamily. So it's house multifamily is very, very similar. And then let's say I come up with some stuff. And, and I could just make that and add that and collapse it, I mean, expand it and put all this multifamily stuff, but the regular one is collapsed. So like you could, you would just skip over that, right? And then maybe there's one for tenant improvement. Maybe there's one for, you know, maybe there's like a, make sure you do this for code review for uh, commercial work. But that way it's not like, you don't have to look at the commercial stuff if you're just doing a house. You can just expand that section and we'll build it organically as we go fundamentally from the ground up. Yeah. Which is our philosophy. Yeah, that is that's exactly that's exactly what we're describing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Another news. I have something to read to you. Okay. I want you to pretend that you got this email. Okay, listeners, not me, because I I know. <laughs> so you get a an email, and uh, it's got uh, the first thing it says is request notification in all bold. It's in parentheses, and it says your Autodesk software review. Dear Autodesk customer, as part of Autodesk's ongoing software asset management program, your company has been selected to undergo a software compliance audit. This process will help you ensure your organization's installation and use of Autodesk products and services is compliant with applicable licensing agreements. Please perform an inventory of your deployed Autodesk software and provide the information required information in the Autodesk software license review portal within the next 10 days. The portal is located at... And blah, 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 blah. It gives you code. Uh, then it tells you, you know, here's a user guide. If you have any issues, you can call this. Uh, and then Autodesk would like to thank you for your continued business. We value your partnership and believe that it is our joint attention to software compliance will strengthen this relationship going forward. Yours sincerely, the Autodesk Software Management Team. 
And then it says, please do not reply to this email. Replies to this email will be not be responded or read. So I got this email uh, literally four days ago, five days ago. Uh, so <clears throat> got the email and I'm busy as everybody knows, uh, Alex is busy. We're all busy. Uh, so finding, finding the time to do an audit like this, honestly, especially after we went off, came off of a three day, three day vacation, three and a half day vacation where Alex and I went fishing with our buddies, um, is kind of a scramble. So uh, what I just want to, uh, so if you get an email like this here, here's where my conclusion is. And, and Alex can jump in at any time is. Uh, I, I say go straight to your your software seller, whoever your, whoever your third party software supplier was. Um, we use Imagine it. Uh, I know there's a bunch, a couple other kinds and stuff like that. Uh, so <clears throat> we didn't do that, and that's kind of it's it's regrettable because I feel like um, if if they're selling this, here's why is because I think they could have been a more thorough job than I did, uh, and they could have they could have. Um, been sort of a buffer between us and this corporation because they already have all of our license information on file. Uh, they deal with Autodesk directly because they're an actual seller. And then I wouldn't have had to waste probably now at least an hour or two out of the week, which I just don't have between all of the voluntary work that I do with family, everything else. Because, well, here's where I think you're getting at because we're not trying to hide anything. So if we could have just known this, called them and said, Hey, imagine it. Come up to our firm. Look at all of our stuff. Tell us if we need to do anything. If we're in compliance and out of compliance, we'll obviously, you know, be in compliance. We obviously love Revit because we teach it at a university. Yeah. We have multiple websites. We promote it. We, um, we teach a professional. Like we promote it on this podcast. We get people to try it. So, and then are you thinking they they'd come? like physically look around and say like, okay, do this or do this or you're fine or whatever. And then say, Hey, Autodesk, you know, we did their compliance and we were like physically I th- there. I think, think that, th- I think that's step two, actually. I think the first step they would have done is they would have said, Hey, are we, our clients forwarded this email and uh, here's their information done, done. Oh. And then this, you know, so that's a soft audit. And then the second one is a hard audit where somebody comes in, Right. Uh, that's where I'm going with this is, is, is it's more of just like, I don't have time to do it. And then there was somebody else I posted, I posted this in the Entree Architect community. There's a huge thread if you want to go read it about how it's going. What, what annoys me about, so you have to download this third party software. Well, it might be, they might've made it too, but it sure looked like a third party software. It is the clunkiest, most engineering like software I've ever seen. Alex kind of drooled when I brought him over. Because no, he's less geeky about stuff like that than I am. And I was already drooling. And so, like, you have to somehow audit your computers. It's supposed to be able to find all the software on them. So it ends up being just a really clunky piece of software that I, I, I just don't even know if it's running right or anything like that. So you, you export this report, send it off, fill out, like, two or three things, and then and then you, at this Autodesk portal, and, and they give you information. And then you just sit and wait. And you don't know. But that's why that's in summation. I think it's just like that's why again I'd say like you go to your you go to whoever sold you the software and just tell them hey they want to do an audit can you take care of this done it's kind of like uh, God what is a good what is another good one where you're hiring somebody and they take care of it that's what I'm getting at here is you've hired oh. somebody that's my you know I, I'm having trouble saying it because I even my wife last night she's like yeah you have to talk through things before you understand them every time it's annoying yeah well what what's great about it is we already talked about okay there's Revit and then there's Revit Lite and then there's like individual license and then there's network license and then there's like all these different things where obviously like we're just trying to run a firm and do our own stuff 
So if like people that are listening to this, you could just call your rep and say, Hey, do I have, do I have the right stuff? Is, is this the way it's supposed to work? Like, um, you know, honestly, what if people could be on Revit? I'm also talking to AutoCAD people. Maybe you should call them and then get Revit because <laughs> it's 2018, so you should be in Revit. So we got uh, accused of using AutoCAD yesterday, and I go, no, no, we're we're using Revit. <laughs> and then they go, and then they go, this is actually a good point. And they go, see, this is a good reason why you should just be switching to ArchiCAD because it's because it's legacy. So like you. If you once you buy it, it's a perpetual license. Oh, apparently, and then there's no auditing process or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess, and then the other thing I find really uh, just really strange. So, is uh, it's like it's like half of the community, and I went through read a bunch of threads too, like literally on the Autodesk forum, and over and over again, a lot of people instantly saw this email and they thought it was a scam, and. I don't. I'm not saying it is, but it's just a strange way of doing it. I mean, if it was, if it was, I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just out of out of the blue, and it's kind of like been a pain in the butt. Uh, but then again, some people said like, oh yeah, I did this and that, and I was done. And then yeah, then again, back to the whole just call your third silly partner. But damn it, I meant like, who do you who do you hire on stuff you just don't want to do? Oh oh, uh, our bookkeeper. There you go. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's what I was looking for. Al yeah. is. You hire a bookkeeper because you are busy running a firm and you don't have, you need to get clients so that you can bill and yep. then the bookkeeper takes care of all, yep. all the rest of this. And you review your numbers and you go over it and you know where so it's at. So it's the same thing don't... with this. Like it's not our job to sell software or anything like that. It is our job to sell the architecture, you know, the, the firm, and then the software is another person. They should handle it. So in my world, that's where it should go to. And, and that's what, that's, that's what the first step I will take. will keep you updated about whatever happens. So yeah, cool. That's and it. then sh- shout out to entree architect Facebook group. So again, if you're not, if you're not there, uh, on there, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You just go on can, Facebook and then you and can you, have, and then you can get all this um, amazing advice that I wish we'd have got in high, you know, before I should have, I should have just posted the question in there. But the, the other thing we posted in there, I posted in there, uh, this week was, uh, has anybody done a house in Qatar, which was very enlightening because some people want one or two people have, yeah. so we're going to get in touch with them and we might collaborate with them. I didn't even tell you about this. No, I don't. And even then, know. and then they also pointed to like, here's, here's what you have to do to get certified. Like you can, there's a certification process so you can actually do work over there. How real is this potential client though? Real. I have emailed them. We've been emailing back and forth. Almost. It's not fake news. She's, I'm accusing you of fake she news. She is from North Dakota, and she's a UND grad. How about that? Ooh, that'd be hard to fake, but if I, a computer, AI, AI I, is very advanced. It is. I looked it up on... But I, it would have said NDSU if it wanted to be in our good graces. Yeah, there you go. I looked it up. I looked up... Uh, and then I looked her up on Facebook, too. She's legit. Yeah. Yeah. How'd she find us? How's... Look at that. By, by golly, how's... Look at you. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Entree Architect, because you can also, Facebook group, you can also post your own questions. A lot of people do it. A lot of response. That's the most active feedback, like in a group that I've seen in a while. Oh, did you read through them? I didn't read through them. I just know, like, every time there's a question, there's feedback. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially with something like this. It was hilarious. One guy posted a GIF, and he was like, it was uh, the Michael Jackson eating popcorn because he was just enjoying himself reading through the threads. That is so funny. I don't blame him. It was. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. So uh, next, let's go to our best friend ever and your best friend. Here is Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. 
I hope you had a great couple of weeks. A reading. Create great experiences. To create and lead a standout professional services firm, you need to master the power of creating great experiences. From the moment a potential client researches you to the close of a project, you should make it a great experience. Make a difference. As an owner or leader, you have the power to inspire your people. I've always had a relentless passion for making a difference, big or small. Lead by example and always encourage your teams to do their best. The positive impact will follow. Art Gensler. I dig it. Alexa. Play Gin and Juice. Office Wrap Friday. Toodles! That, that's awesome. We, we have the Gangster Rap Fridays every, in the office. He called it Office Rap Friday. So I hope everyone's Alexa is going off. Um, two points. Great experiences. So I'm listening to the latest Tim Ferriss. And it's some aunt, uh, lady that is a pharmacist that made a company that is just amazing, like super smart and awesome. And she said how she took her firm because they were selling this, this testosterone drug um, to Zappos. And we read the Zappos book yeah. together when we were going up on North Dakota years ago and to show how to sell. And Zappos always makes customer experience exceptional. Yep. So there's this one Harvard professor guy or whatever that always orders their, their testosterone because he does studies on it. And he did his initial studies on lizards. So every time they, when they send him a box, they just put a little plastic lizard in it. And she, yeah, years later, she went to his office. You know, it's all like Hogwarts-like because it's Harvard. Tell me he's got a stack of lizards. So, so she looks up on his bookshelf and she, he has a pile of their lizards. Uh, and, and two things hit because I always try to apply this to our firm. It's like, man, should we go to like, you know what you're talking about? If we get any of these big projects, one, we need to get the down payment for our development and all that. So maybe in the future and literally do like an offsite. Remember we were talking about exchanging people, which I still think would be cool. We talked about it a couple podcasts ago. Send send someone up to a yes. big firm, send yes. a big firm yes. down to yes. us. Yes, yes, I didn't, I did. Okay, yep. But literally go and learn from from other people. And I go, yes, we can do that, but that's still like podcast in the future. Our like, guys are so good, they'll get stolen. That is my that is my honest to God thought about it. No, but I mean our whole firm visits Zappos or Google or Amazon or Microsoft and like. I think they do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just to get, you're in a different place, you're in a different setting, you see something, right? But then I thought, we're kind of doing the bootstrap gorilla of that, where (laughs) this this seems so obvious that we would ask our staff what to do and how to improve. But people, I don't think, I don't think that happens. How often do you have a whole why is it so? Why is it so easy to overlook the obvious? Because it's obvious. Yeah. So it's I, silly. Of, I get, of, I, I, we do this all the time. Yeah. Instead of traveling somewhere, which I think is still a great idea, you'll get to like, oh, ask the guys who probably have pent up ideas that they want to unleash anyways, and then make time to implement it. So it's like we're visiting our own firm. That's what we did today. We visited our own firm. I thought it was so refreshing. One hundred percent refreshing. So. What's also cool about it was that, almost like a uh, what is the airing of the grievances, airing of the CAD grievances today. Yeah, but yeah. in a positive, but way. but in a positive way. So, in your what are you calling your master file that you're making? Project manual. Project manual. So, 
Zappos is huge for, you know, customer experience. But when they talk about like your time and your life, it's actually you're if you do the same thing repetitive over and over again, it looks like it flies by. If you put that with like true experiences, it looks like your life dragged out like they did scientific studies and stuff like that. And remember when we were talking about when your wife gave us the idea of like giving someone a plant or putting something in yeah. there. So something that reminds me of Yeah. So like in our project manual at one of the phases, like, and we do this with like 3D structurals or 3D foundations, but is there something unique that we could say like, I'll hey, t- pay, t- pay attention to this. And if you see this, we're okay with making experience because they will remember that project way more. And then they will relate that to other people way more. If we can implement as standard uniqueness in, a, in, in our deliveries. So maybe when we deliver like a set, something unique, I have no idea what the answer is. I think there's two parts to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't have an, I, I have an answer for the part I'm making up right now, which is I have been, I have been extra diligent uh, for the past couple of weeks of making sure I let people know, hey, we're going to, especially if they're a brand new client. Hey, uh, we just we just got your we just got your check or whatever, and uh, we're scheduled to get into it uh, this week, and then next week we're going to do this. But like trying to time it so I'm preemptively letting them know so they don't have to remind me, right? Because I ran into that maybe especially when we were swamped and we were down, we were down a man when Gresh is on his sabbatical or whatever. So I think there's that part of just like um, there's an intermediate between deliveries that needs to happen to make it special so that they feel so that they has that Zappo effect that they, they know like, Oh no, no, that my architect is thinking of me. I'm on my architect's radar. He's not just dropping the ball. I, I need like reassurance. So that's one thing I'm going to try to put into the project. Right. Ma- Let them know. Let them know. Like here's how, you, and here's when you do it. And I'm, I'm talking even right after, cause I'm right at the first part of the, what I'm writing is, which is getting, getting the work because yeah. we're trying to set people up for that. But then, yes, the final delivery. That's interesting. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't have an idea. You know, we have talked about if we once we deliver a proposal, how much extra? How much? What does it look like if we deliver a proposal, even though we don't do them by hand because we give them PDFs, but like we give them an architect scale, or 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 when we <sighs> sign the contract, like if we sign the contract, we're like, hey, congratulations, working with F nine. Here's here's your welcome package, and it's like a Manila folder. That gets e- mailed to them or something like that, and it's and got it, a copy of their proposal. It says, "Get a survey." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, not just joking. Yeah. Uh, but it has, you know, like uh, yeah, here's a little mini scale, and here's how to here's how to read the drawings. Maybe it's like a manual for them, so they feel yeah. like taken care of, and they know they know what they're looking at. Because how many times I've, you know, I've been in meetings lately where I'm having to, and I keep forgetting about this because we're looking at drawings all the time. But like, don't forget about training your clients about how to read a drawing, how to read a drawing set. We've talked about this before about maybe we maybe there should be that manual too. And then maybe maybe there's something in the beginning, an experience, something in the middle, don't know what it is, and then something in the end. And we do try to well, keep I our over. I think the middle is touching base, touching base, constant contact. Maybe it's just called constant contact. Okay. Okay. I like that. And then at the end, I don't want us to get so bloated that we can't do efficient, effective architecture in a in the time frame and the money, so that we're profitable and people can have a secure job. But it'd be great at oh, here's your permit set, um, and we sent them a, a a little 3D model of their house. We that we have talked about that before, and giving them one of the books too. The, the creativity it. code, yeah. So in the beginning, so it's sitting in their house. So when people walk by, well, what is this? Oh, that's my architect's book. 
Exactly. So there you go. It should be three things. It should be three things at the beginning that we just made up. A welcome package, which is four things. Sorry, welcome package, which is obviously copy the contract. A little mini, a little mini scale. Here's how one page. Here's how to read drawings. Here's how to read a drawing set, and then for your book. Yeah. And then the end package is here's a cute little three D model of of your of your house. Uh, Good, you know. Good luck with construction. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And then, yeah. Hmm. I've heard other people do, uh, like, they'll, when, the day they're going to go break ground, some other architects, they'll go out there with them and, like, you know, take the cheesy shovel picture and stuff like that. It's still cool. And then, and then, and then they save it and then they use that for, like, their Christmas card. You know, like, they'll send out, like, a personalized Christmas card. It's a gangster yeah. idea. Yeah. I don't know Who I does that? It. Probably Andre Architect. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, it's from that group because it's from the Entree Architect group because I've, I've asked the question, what do you guys do for your, uh, and other people have to, what do you guys do for Christmas? And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where I read it. Yeah. So I, it's a gangster idea indeed. Absolutely. Oh, and then the last thing that one of the quotes I pulled out from Nick, Nick Reads was lead by examples. That is, that is the end paragraph that he read of Arts Principles. That book is done and over with. We, we went through it. We picked out a whole bunch of examples. So we don't know what book to do next. Uh, we would love suggestions. If anybody, if anybody has a book like that for suggestions, unless you already had the answer, no? No, no, I don't. So, um, but so well, pick, pick up, go, if you haven't, if, you've, if you liked what you heard about that, go pick it up. Uh, it's on, I'm sure it's on Amazon. It's yes. called Arts Principles, 50 Years of Hard Learned Lessons in Building a World-Class Professional Services Firm. Arthur Gensler with Michael Lindenmayer. So if you have if you have an idea, email me of a book that we should read and, and pick out little parts. Email me at akg at f9productions.com. Um, if Nick has an idea, Nick, if you have an idea, <laughs> let us know. Um, or the other one, my default, if we have nothing by the time of next week. So if you hear something, let us, let us know. If you know something, let us know extremely quickly. Um, Mark LePage, uh, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto. That's the only idea that, that I got. Um, so far by Blair ends. Interesting. Yeah. It has a bunch of great Google reviews. Um, so cool. So we'll That's see. That. What's the time for ARE jeopardy already. Okay, here we go. First question. What is the minimum clearance in front of a bathroom sink? A, 19 inches, B, 20 inches, C, 18 inches, D, 21 inches. Shouldn't you clarify residential bathroom sink? Residential. Residential bathroom sink, non-ADA. Yep. 19, 20, 18, 21. Okay. D, D, D is correct. D is correct. And D was 21, 21. inches. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I thought everyone, well, it's the same as in the toilet. Make sure you do A, B, C, L. Yep. Okay. Typical TJI 210 thickness is A, 2 and 1 16th, B, 2 and 5 16th, C, 1 and 1 quarter, D, 3 and a half inches. So 210. TJI 210 thickness is either A, 2 and 1 16th, B, 2 and 5 16th, C, 1 and 3 quarters, D, 3 and 1 half. And I will give a... 
just a clarification here. Thickness could be interpreted also as wideness, right? Like the width of the, the yeah. TJI at the... Yeah, okay. at the flange. Because not the web. Yeah. Yep. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got A, B, B. It is A. A, it is which a. is 2 and 1 sixteenths. Uh, I believe 2 thirties are 2 and 5 sixteenths. You are correct. Two thirties are two and five sixteenths, but the yep. correct answer for two ten is two and one sixteenths. Yep. One tens are. What do we, what one do we got for a score? Is it tied? Somebody's in. Gresh's, wow! Wow! Oh. Now he's about to get wrecked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number three. What is the type of gypsum wallboard that is fire retardant known as? A type C. B, type X, C, type F, D, type G. What is the type of gypsum wallboard that is fire retardant known as? A, type C, B, type X, C, type F, D, type G. What do we got? B, B, and B. B is correct. Correct. Type X. Type X is the answer. Preempt, yeah. Well, All right, number four, go ahead. We still gotta, yeah, we still got to do it, even though we'd still win, right, technically? Yeah. 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 So number four, what is the concrete placement method that uses a vertical or near-vertical pipe through which concrete is placed by gravity feed below water, level known as? A, submersible. B, pipette. C, treme. D, concrete channeler. And I think I, I fell asleep during that question. That's how good my questions are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll read it one more time. This is confusing, at least in my world. What is the concrete placement method that uses a vertical or near-vertical pipe through which concrete is placed by gravity feed below water level known as A, submersible, B, pipette, C, treme, D, concrete channeler? Do, 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 do. None of these answers even seem like they're real. B, A, A. The answer is C, Tremi. Did, did you know that. it? Yeah, yeah. Did you memorize it? Uh, I just remember seeing, I saw a picture in my head, and I was like, it's that T1. It's that T1, got yeah. that T1. Yeah, yeah. Sounds- right, thank you, guys. Gresh wins. Probably the first time. <laughs> We've already eaten lunch, so nobody gets to pick. There it is. All right. All right. I have one shout out. It's an email from Richard Stanford. He says, hey, Al, hope is all is well. It is well, Richard. Thank you very much. Uh, just listening to your podcast today, I did a series of videos related to project points in Revit and noticed other videos on this topic were usually an hour long. I'm a big fan of doing short videos like the ones I mentioned, you mentioned, because I feel it's easier for someone to consume. I also think it's easier for someone to go back uh, and reference later. On the production side, it also minimizes the amount of editing to do after recording each video. So what he's talking about is I'm coming out with a new Revit course. It's gonna be unteachable. It's gonna be broken down into sections. Each video is going to be like three to seven minutes long. They're going to be topical. At the end of it, you're going to make your own cabin. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, and then there'll be steps about how to do your own project. Then you'll have a 
whole file resources for you. It's, it's, it's really going to be great. It's going to be released in the future. Um, if you want to make sure you're, you're on it, you can email me at akg at f9productions.com. But he says he has a link to his videos, uh, which are about grading and all that stuff. There's a five or six of them. So I'll put the link to his videos on insidethefirmpodcast.com. And if you have anything about Topo, stuff like that, he hasn't broken them down for you. So there's an, another resource for you. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, please share uh, your favorite episode with a friend. Uh, please, if you haven't left an IT, uh, an, a five-star review on iTunes, please do so. You can do it right from your app now. If you leave a five-star review on there, uh, we would love to send you a thank you copy of the Creativity Code by Al Gore and yours That's truly. Me. Yep. So if you do that, uh, just email Al Gore at akg at f9productions.com. Uh, if you haven't joined the private Facebook group uh, inside the firm, please do. Uh, email us with your questions, uh, your Photoshop, your, twi- your Twitters, all that kind of stuff, and we'll see you next week.